With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertle, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertle. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Huda, and welcome back to Canal Street Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host today, Brendan Ertle. The New Orleans Saints defeated the Carolina Panthers 42-10. They took care of business, and they improved to 13-3 on the year. They took care of business, but everyone else, the Saints, needed to take care of business. They did not. Green Bay defeated Detroit Lions 23-20 on the last play of the game. Detroit actually had a 17-3 lead in that game and got all of our hopes up, but they ended up losing. Green Bay... Green Bay versus Detroit this year is now 2-0, and and they've yet to have a lead in the game. So two last-second field goals to beat them. Just heartbreaking for the Saints. In San Francisco, I'm, I assume everyone watched that game. They beat the Seattle Seahawks 26-21. There was a kind of an iffy P.I. call that was not called on, on the tight end. And then the next play, the tight end was just inches short of the goal line to win. And they were on the one-yard line earlier on, and they got a delayed game. Just nothing went right for the Saints today. So the Saints will actually be the three-seed, and they will play the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. The Saints didn't have any real real control of their destiny besides the San Francisco game, but after that, it was they all need, they needed help from everyone else. They just couldn't get it. No games went their way, and it is what it is. We'll, we'll be the three-seed, and we'll make the most of it. Getting to the stats of the Carolina game, Drew Brees was 19 for 30, 253 yards and three touchdowns. A solid game for him. Latavius Murray, I was, I said in the pregame podcast, I wanted him to have more of a role because Carolina's run defense has actually really struggled. He had 17 carries for 61 yards, so I'm really glad they got him back into a groove. Traquan Smith has maybe his best game all around this year. He had five receptions for 56 yards and a touchdown. So if they can get him going, going into the playoffs and get into that. A really a, a real wide receiver too. Get four or five catches a game. That'd be huge for the Saints. Alvin Kamara had an iffy game, but he did score two touchdowns. He had eight carries for 39 yards, two receptions for 18 yards, and two touchdowns. So one thing I want to highlight is Latavius Murray got 17 carries, and Alvin Kamara got eight, had eight carries. I want that to keep up because Latavius, he'll always get you four or five yards, and sprinkle in those Alvin Kamara inside, inside zones, halfback draws, but make sure don't overuse him in the playoffs and make sure you're losing Latavius and sprinkling in that grind, grind and pound in the run. So I'm really glad that they're getting Latavius more of a role in this offense. 
Taysom Hill had one reception for a 45-yard touchdown. Jared Cook had two receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. He had that amazing one-hand grab touchdown. The Saints are peaking at the right time, and they set a new NFL record for offensive turnovers in a season, so they only turned the ball over eight times this season. So it's like hard to recall when they even turned the ball over, and if they did, it was like fluke interceptions or just like dumb fumbles. But turn the ball over eight times in a season, that's an NFL record. That's that's winning football. I mean, if you look at Tampa, if you look at inside the division, Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston threw 30 picks alone. That's 22 more turnovers in the Saints, not even counting fumbles. So that's how you win football games. You don't turn the ball over. You win the turnover differential. So big key stat for the Saints. Malcolm Brown also had a fumble recovery on a mishandled handoff to Christian McCaffrey. And Janoris Jenkins had his first interception as a Saint. It is his fifth of the season, and it's tied for second NFL in interceptions. Breakdown into this game. What I said in the pregame podcast is the Saints need to put the gas on and don't let up, and that's exactly what they did. They got into an early early lead. Teddy Bridgewater actually got into come into this game. Shout out to Deuce Windham. He actually called that. <laughs> he said Teddy Bridgewater will start the fourth. He actually did. So bold prediction there. It was their largest first half lead in in their franchise history. It was thirty two points. They were up thirty five to three. So the Saints really needed to take care of business in this game. But it more games meant more than this. Like the Green Bay game is kind of what they were paying attention to. Like we saw the pre um, the post game photos from inside the locker room you saw all the players watching that tv they were actually watching the green bay game so it meant a lot to them to get that by but they're 13 3 three seed that's crazy to me it just shows how good the nfc is and just a little tiebreaker against the 49ers or against the packers because the packers didn't lose as many times as the nfc and the saints did the same all the saints losses actually came to the nfc the falcons rams and 49ers so they had a better nfc record so Last year going to the playoffs, I was like pretty confident they had a bye. I thought they were playing decent, but I, I, I don't know why. I just feel so much more confident this year because they're playing at such a high level this year. Since Drews came back, he's thrown 16 touchdowns and zero picks. He hasn't thrown a pick since he came back. That's phenomenal. Like, they're playing phenomenal all around. And coming into this game, I was kind of worried about the secondary. DJ Swearinger had to come in. Janoris Jenkins kind of got thrown in there. He played great. P.J. Williams actually started at safety. And I was worried that Will Greer would kind of cut him up for a couple of touchdowns, two, three touchdowns. They locked him down. They they literally knocked Will Greer out of this football game. The defensive line was all over him. And they all around played like a pretty good game. Kyle Allen got a late trash time touchdown. But they played great. And if they can get healthy, if they can get Eli Apple, Marcus Williams, and Von Bell back for this week... I'm not sure what their status will be. We'll 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 see later in the week. But if they can get those guys back, and DJ Swearinger, PG Williams can come off the bench and be, be just be role players, that's great. But I'm interested to see who will get the start opposite Lattimore at corner next week because Janoris actually played really freaking well, and he had, he got that pick and he got a game ball too. So Eli started out the season playing great football, but the second half it's been like eh. It'll be interesting to see who gets that start, especially against the Minnesota Vikings, who's got two lethal wide receivers, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. It's It sucks that we don't get that by, but it, it, it could be a positive thing because they're playing such good football right now. It's like last year they weren't, and maybe that bye would 
kind of ruin their momentum. So maybe they can keep that momentum going. If they win, they'll have to travel to Green Bay. And I'm extremely confident that, they'll, that, that they can beat Green Bay. Because when I've seen Green Bay play this year, I haven't been impressed at all. I just haven't. The Minnesota game I was watching, and it was like Minnesota couldn't do a thing on offense. And just Green Bay just slowly just couldn't get into that game. And late, they pulled away. But I haven't been impressed at Green Bay at all. And Minnesota hasn't impressed me really that much either, especially Kirk Cousins in primetime. He's just, he's a different quarterback in primetime. He's just not good at all. So, so maybe not getting that bye is a good thing for the Saints because maybe they take a week off, they get complacent. They, I remember last year they had a, a week off and then they played the Philadelphia Eagles with their backup quarterback Nick Foles and they came out completely flat. They started out down 14-0. So maybe that's a good thing that they get to keep those momentum going. Maybe they'll be a little bit more banged up. That's why you want the buy. But if their momentum keeps going like this, they're not going to lose a game. If Drew Brees keeps playing how he's playing, the offense is taking care of the football, and Michael Thomas keeps playing how he's playing, Traquan Smith can get keep getting involved. I'm not going to toss Antonio Brown's name in there because I do not think he'll be part of the Saints for this playoff run. But they're they're – their players are starting to make plays on offense, like Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr. Jared Cook has slowly evolved into one of the better tight ends in the NFL, I believe. Latavius Murray is starting to get a bigger role. And freaking Taysom Hill, he has six receiving touchdowns this year. That's phenomenal. He's he's not a quarterback. He's a wide receiver. Put him. Fantasy football needs to put him as a flex. He'll be one of the biggest steals because he's, he doesn't get enough yards or anything like that to be a quarterback in fantasy, but they need to change him as a flex next year. That's just phenomenal. Offense is peaking at the right time. We saw last year that offense against Dallas, from that point on, they were just not good, and they they struggled. They really did struggle, and earlier in the offseason, I think the Saints' offense was offbeat, and like they never really could get on the same page, and that was part of the reason because they lost Kamara, they lost Drew Brees, but this team went 5-0 and without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater came in, and they went 5-0. and So take away their starting quarterback, and this team can still beat anyone. They can beat the best of the best. I think this is maybe one of the better Saints playoff run teams we'll see. So I'm really excited to watch this. It'll be a revenge game against Minnesota, this time in our place. So we need to be loud. We need to treat this as a bye. We need to just need to roll them and move on to Green Bay. We cannot look... We cannot overlook Minnesota because they are a very good, talented team. Their defense is very good. That's one thing that always stands out to me. Their defense is always top-notch. Even if Xavier Rhodes and all of them have kind of struggled, they're still a very talented defense. And Dalvin Cook would probably be back, and that's another thing we need to look out for is Dalvin Cook has had a great season. Second half of the season, he was kind of banged up and kind of lost that rushing title, Derrick Henry. This is a very good team. We cannot overlook them. I'll be talking about more preview in the next podcast but Saints took care of business it's exactly what we wanted them to do their backups came in and still played at a high level it's just what I wanted to see couldn't get any help from anyone else but that's okay we we can we control our destiny from here on out we had a 13 and 3 season but that doesn't matter anymore we're 0 and 0 we're the 3 seed we have to play the Minnesota Vikings Green Bay and there actually is a scenario where we could get another home game later if someone upsets San Francisco on the other side of the bracket but we won't get into that too much. Bottom line, Saints finished the season on a very high note. Last year, they did not finish the season on a high note, and it kind of went into the playoffs as, eh, average football. And I think that translated to the the Rams game too. But this team's stri- striving at the right time. 
So I'm really excited to see what they can do. I'll be breaking out the Minnesota game in the next podcast. But bottom line, they found a way to win, like I said earlier in the podcast. But now they're 0-0. Zero zero. We need to look on to Minnesota. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm extremely confident in this football team. I don't think we need Antonio Brown. I don't think we need anyone else. I think the people in the building can get it done. Let's get Drew another ring. Again, I appreciate everyone tuning in. I love all you guys. I love the support. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertle. And if anyone has any questions, hit me up. And I'll make sure to cover them on the podcast or hit you up on Twitter too. I'll catch you guys Thursday and Friday and be breaking down this Minnesota game and what the Saints need to do to walk away with a win and advance to the divisional round. Again, I'm Brendan Earl. Thanks for tuning in. Who dat?